a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man All right, listen. So I, I, I was gonna, um, I was gonna talk about some. I was just gonna have some casual conversation for the intro of the show, just warm up, uh, nice and slow, and have a fun little chit chat. But we had to just break into this. I, I'm, I'm coming in hot today because yeah, um, I, I'm really pissed off about. I think I need a new phone. Apparently, Paul says I'm way behind the times because I have an iPhone yeah. six. Yeah, that's that's completely behind. It's embarrassing. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> I actually don't want to. I don't want to talk about this at length because I think this would be a good uh, rant for the show, or maybe it wouldn't. Okay. Okay. So, so I don't know. We'll, we'll find but, out. Um, I I really hate the idea of AirPods. I hate them. That's fine. I I the to me the wires is an integral part of the headphone experience. Th- that's a feature to me. It's not an issue. What what do you like about the wire? Well, more than anything, I like that I can charge my phone. Or, or like, I don't know. I for, I feel like I'm prone to. Part of it is because part of the isn't isn't the AirPods' fault. It's the uh, the fact that they took out the headphone jack, yeah. which is why I'm really upset. This is such like, this was a dead horse in like 2014 whenever <laughs> they made this change. But, um. <laughs> I, I I feel like I'd lose them. I'm so scared of losing my AirPods. Okay, well, well, let's back up because I feel like there's a lot of other wireless headphone or earbud options other than just AirPods. Are are you opposed to like some nice wireless Bose headphones or there's some that have like a wire connecting them for earbuds? How do you? Feel I don't about think all there's there's any wireless earbuds that you can wear, excepting AirPods. That doesn't make you look like a huge ass dork. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think they exist. And AirPods should make you look like a dork, but it's like Google Glass for your ears. <laughs> but they don't because of um, the whole cultural phenomenon. That I was about become, to say, I is, feel like I feel like Apple and the people who like Apple, which apparent, let's be real, includes me, uh, just willed <laughs> into the existence the idea that they look good because they don't. But we we all just willed into existence that people just made fun of people for not having AirPods as being broke, which doesn't even make that much sense because there's like arguably better, more expensive options than AirPods. Yeah, yeah they're not especially <laughs> expensive either. I mean, they are for what they are, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, these days you can get uh, an older pair of AirPods, new, but like older generation for like a hundred bucks. So it's not like, relatively speaking, it's not like, it's not like you have to be like rolling in the dough to be able to afford them. But somehow we just got to the point where we associate them with wealth. And I I don't know how we got there. But it's a conspiracy. (laughs) It was, was, that meme was planted by Apple for sure. (laughs) Almost certainly. (laughs) I mean, but Zach, I've got to tell you though. I so so I'm a more recent AirPods owner. I'm not trying to get into that. Maybe that's a whole other rant where I can brag about the things I own. Uh, but <laughs> you've done that before. I've done that a lot of times before. I'm actually kind of trying to back off of it because I feel like I just talk about things. I buy something. I'm like, let me brag to everyone on the podcast about it. I need to. I need to back <laughs> off of that. Uh, but um, I've I've owned other wireless earbuds and. I, and it, your like headphones and i i consider it a pretty good experience to where i'm not really bothered by the lack of a headphone port anymore i mean maybe i'll get there i i I think you will but i I still think that it's up to me and the audience to make you feel embarrassed for having an iphone 6 that's all right right (laughs) i I just i don't want to have to charge them i shouldn't have to charge headphones yeah that that is kind of an annoying aspect (laughs) <laughs> and, and and Apple products notoriously just their batteries just shit their pants after like six months. So yeah, <laughs> that's another concern of mine. But the reason I'm upset about this is because right before we started recording, uh, Paul mentioned he got AirPods, and I was talking about how I needed a new phone because my six is old as hell, and 
but that means I have to basically get new headphones and they're going to come with AirPods. Do they come with AirPods or do they come with the wire? They come with a, so I actually, this is actually something that I think is comically stupid. The Apple, (laughs) their solution was to manufacture wired earbuds that only plug into lightning. And so you can't use these, you can't use these earbuds for anything except for your iPhone. Like literally that is the worst part. By far, that is the most infuriating thing by far to me. It, it almost wouldn't bother me so much if it, it may, and you know, one day maybe this will be the case. But if iPhones just came with like a basic pair of cheaper AirPods that just wirelessly paired, I feel like that would be more okay. But the yeah. fact that they come with these lame ass headphones that are just not worth anything, <laughs> they're just like you can either use them for your iPhone or you can't use them at all. And it's, it's, it's dumb. Cracking a cold one. Yeah, I I am not about that. I find that extremely frustrating. Um, but okay. and that, but it's not really even that. Just was a topic that popped into my head five <laughs> seconds before I hit record. So, um, <laughs> what I really wanted to start off today with is saying that by God, it's the big four zero. We're over the hill. Oh, this I, is episode 40, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. literally sat here and was thinking, what the hell does he mean it's the big four? Oh, you're right. This is episode 40. 40. That's insane. That, that is truly incredible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Paul, what were you saying like about the hours that we've spent recording before? Yeah, so uh, we average a little over an hour. And so if you if you count the bonus episodes, which we've done two of, and then this episode, which is the 40th it's like 42 episodes, and maybe since they average up, it's like 45 hours of us talking just exists on the internet now, um, which is scary. Insane. Yeah, it's a scary. lot. Scary, <laughs> But I mean, that is incredible. We're rapidly approaching the point where we just repeat old things we've always been complaining about, and neither us nor the audience are going to remember anything that we've already talked about. So We hit that on like episode two, but it was us – it was <laughs> – it was topics that we all remember that we had talked about. So hopefully yeah. <laughs> we're into the territory where it, it's not so clear that we were just retreading yeah. old territory. That's, that's true. Uh, I, I don't know if this is something that you want to talk about today, so it's okay if not, but are, is, uh, have we killed hinge binge? Is it, is it dead so <laughs> soon after did we commit infant side? Is it over at this point? <laughs> it's such a great topic. That we took from one minute per episode to one entire like hour long episode. <laughs> I I mean I, it doesn't have to be dead. I mean, <laughs> I think it's worth well, bringing up. Let let me put it like this. Um, I'm at the point where, and I'm happy that I was. I don't know. There are certain aspects of my previous hinge binges that I was I'm proud of of handling in the way that I did, and there's certain aspects that I'm less proud of handling the way that I did. Let me just say that there is a non-zero quantity of individuals that I'm entertaining in a more serious discussion than previous than last recording, and I I can no longer be so cavalier about how I'm approaching these dating apps, and uh, because you know I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to admit anything that's incriminating on the show. <laughs> if you catch my drift, which I may already have at this point. Yeah. Um, no, uh, no, but of course, of course I'm kidding uh, because there's only one person I'm talking to. And if, and obviously it's you, the, it's the one person listening who knows that I'm talking about Man, them Zach, right it's now. Fun, it's fun to see you reaching the point that I was at like a few episodes where I was like, Hey, if you're listening to this, you're the only one I'm talking to. Of course. <laughs> Um, it's a fun place to be. I mean, let, let me just put it like this. I feel like this topic ha- has followed the same trend that dating apps in general follow, which is at first you want to complain because they're frustrating and then things seem to kind of go well and then you want to talk about them because they're exciting and then either things go really well or not really well and regardless, you're tired of talking about it uh, or right. you're tired of using it. So, so the same way that with dating apps, there's waves. I'm currently in i don't know what to call a valley i'm not like like i'm not basically i'm not using dating apps right now and so like i have nothing to say and that i don't know maybe this topic will come back eventually but it sounds like we both don't have much to say for various reasons (laughs) no no my reason's the same actually i've been i've i've had a tremendous success in the last two weeks oh yeah so much so that i i'm no longer using them either uh 
other oh, than nice. a time waster. Uh, um, well, I, I, I will say I, I don't mind the dopamine hit still. Uh, right. Of like, since Hinge tells you who likes you, it's still like, oh, hey, this person finds me attractive. That's nice. But that is the extent of my usage right now. Exactly. Exactly. Which seems extremely disrespectful to these people putting the time to like my profile. But bummer. Well, you know, <laughs> it sucks to be you, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, things are going uh, uh, well. Wow. Um, okay. And, uh, and I haven't I haven't told oh. this person or people about the show yet. Oh, so nice. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. It's only a person. It's one singular individual. Oh, nice. Uh, I haven't told them about the show yet. And um, I don't know when I'm going to. So I have to just start <laughs> be. <laughs> to cover my bases now and we'll see it's either going to be um it's either going to be on our honeymoon or it's going to be in the next couple weeks so we'll see Um, one or the other yeah um so i see that you still have not been so bold as me to just list it on your profile like i have a podcast (laughs) no no uh not not yet although i i really do i took the mom reference out of all my dating (laughs) apps except for hinge because i didn't have a an immediate replacement other than the podcast thing. And I, I haven't really put any thought into it. Okay. Um, but you should, I, I you should find put, another way to incorporate the Hawaiian shirts. Just one more way. <laughs> yeah. That would make me like, like <laughs> seven for eight on all <laughs> opportunities to mention it. You say what you will. The Hawaiian shirt is the single most like that gets me more attention on all three dating apps than any other single topic or photo. Like every, Almost every single person who comments or likes, including the person or people that I'm in serious discussions with right now, <laughs> were all predicated on the Hawaiian shirt thing. I love that you're talking like this is like you're being interviewed by the police and you have a lawyer like <laughs> speaking for you here. No, I mean, I am just I am I am hamming it up a little bit. Um, OK, <laughs> for the show. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, things are going well for me and I can't Good. I can't. Uh, it can't elaborate too much on my dating app situation because I'm not really using them anymore as a result yeah. of that. Yeah, well, well, you know, frankly, I think this has been a fun hinge binge just really quick. Us just being a little sly about like, oh, we're not using them anymore. I think that's a hinge binge of itself. It, it justified its existence. <laughs> that's that's true. I like that. Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's been like 12 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Um, wow. So listen, uh, this is uh, episode 40 of Not All Bad, and I'm your host, Zach Andrews. I'm your other host, Paul Messman. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, Paul and I are each going to rant on a topic that has made us mad lately, and then we're going to draw a topic from a hat and rant on that and just force to, ourselves to be mad about something that a, a listener submitted. And uh, finally, we're going to end the show by taking a turn to talk about something that has made us happy instead of angry. Uh, the show can be found on SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and Overcast. We release every other Monday. Uh, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. We've got 18 right now. I'd love to bump it up to 19. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. Uh, and then finally, our email is NotAllBadShow at gmail.com. Um, you can reach out to us on the email if you want to have a, a random rant uh, talked about. On the show, if you if you want to do that, you can email us with the subject line "random rant idea." In the past, uh, Paul and I have um, talked about. Um, you can email us if you want to be a guest on the show. Um, but we've run into a very fortunate problem to have, and that is that we've actually had a lot of people recently, possibly inspired by the raucous success of Brenna on the show, um, request to be guests and stuff, and and that's fantastic. But um, as a function of that and some other considerations that we've had on how, t- how the show is going to progress forward in the future, Paul and I are starting to restructure how we handle guests on the show. So um, if you reach out to us and we haven't gotten back to you, uh, we're going to make an attempt to, to get you an answer soon. But uh, just know that we're going to change guests. Uh, I think, you know, I, I'm not really sure what we're going to do yet, but I think we're going to change um, how we handle guests on the show for the future. So, um, that might that might shift a little bit from how it has been. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we're, we don't mean this to sound like a complaint. We are very honored that y'all want to be our guests, but also just be aware that if you've asked, we will get back to you. We're still just trying to figure out some of the specifics of how to handle it. 
uh, going forward, especially like just how to do those episodes itself. Cause we gotten some good feedback about how to <clears throat> improve them even. And, uh, but also if, if you've been thinking about uh, asking to be a guest uh, while we appreciate that, you, you, it seems like you've really put that off because some time has gone by now. And so <laughs> you're welcome to ask, but, um, we, we don't know, uh, when we'll be able to have you. Cause at, the, at this point, especially since we only do episodes every couple weeks, like we might literally be looking at like, like, well, what's your schedule in 2021? Like, like, I, I don't, that's not even like a, a comment on us having a, that much popular. It's more that we just don't record that often. And we don't want to exclusively be a guest driven show. Uh, right, but, we don't like to slam guest episodes back to back, and we also only release every other week. So that n- naturally <laughs> leads to a really long backlog of episodes once you start factoring a lot of different guests in. Yeah, and so we're we're figuring out what to do with that. So you're still you could always reach out to us. You can just email us if you want to say hey, whatever you want to say to us. But um, uh, just be aware that we're not. If if you were thinking about being a guest, we won't be able to fit you in anytime in the in the immediate future. Right. Uh, and if you have uh, any suggestions on how you might like the guest experience to change, it's just as a listener, not as a guest, um, we'd love to hear that too because we are taking in uh, some feedback into consideration. And that goes for pretty much any other aspect of the show as well. Yeah, just if, you, if you're just in the mood to talk, uh, specifically about the show, I guess, but, but also if you just want to <laughs> talk, uh, we're, we're always here. <laughs> um, but yeah. Speaking of talking, we have wasted a tremendous <laughs> amount of time in this intro. So we it's sure actually have. your turn paul to start first so i think you should kick us off oh that, that sounds right negative rant. um so I'm, I'm actually gonna i'm gonna do like a mini rant before i get into my main rant um yeah i did this i already did my mini rant <laughs> my, my, my mini rant is that it is it is may now uh we are in in the heat of a uh, of uh spring i said the heat of april which makes no sense <laughs> at all <laughs> Ooh, this is a good start and April uh, showers bring may aprils <laughs> And let me just say, uh, allergies kind of suck. I don't know if I just wasn't aware of like when my allergies hit in the past, but I've been waking up every day with my eyes on fire. And sometimes <laughs> just I'll wake up and blow my nose for like 15 straight minutes because of I, I'm, I, I did some research. I'm under the impression it has something to do with pollen. So if all these right. plants could chill the hell out and stop putting so much pollen in the air, I would appreciate that. Um not a fan Stop of that. Just of, getting nasty. Yeah, These it's plants it's just getting, getting nasty out there. It's, it's getting gross. They're just, I mean, I think it's literally them just spewing their sperm into the air, hoping it lands somewhere, but they happen to be landing it in my eyes. Paul, um, the implication in get nasty was that. You didn't have to be so explicit. <laughs> I just like to, you know, even as we make jokes, I like to educate the audience about plant sperm. Naturally, um, right. <laughs> But that being said, I'm not a fan of this pollen. In the fall, I'm not a fan of this ragweed. Apparently, those are the seasons when those each occur usually. In the summer, it's usually grass. I, I don't, you know, I don't think I'm a fan of any of it. I don't like that my <laughs> eyes are being filled with these toxins and my my body's sending out all this histamine, meaning I've got to produce, like, give my body antihistamines to counteract it. I'm just tired of it. I'm sneezing all the research. time. It's a bummer. You know, I read a long, a lengthy Washington Post article. I feel very informed. Um, but I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of these allergies. Is that your mini rant? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a mini rant. Okay. My um, allergies are not... I am allergic to things, but very minorly, so I don't really ever have any issues. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, and, and now I'm going to move into my my greater rant, which is I'm getting real tired of targeted ads. Have you experienced many targeted ads these days, Zach? You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, you mentioned Allbirds on like episode 10, and I've gotten them <laughs> ads for them every day since then. <laughs> yeah, that, and to be clear, I'm actually, I'm not today ranting about the process by which they like the invasion of privacy to where they know what to target you with. Uh, that's a t- topic all of its own. I'm more focusing on now that they have all your private information, what they choose as a targeted ad. I'm getting real tired of it because if they're, if they're going to invade my privacy, they, they at least better have good ads. I'm interested in. Um, it's a, it's a problem. <laughs> um, let, let me mention a few things. One obvious one. I feel like most people experience is, I frequently get ads for something I've already bought. Like, let's say I'm I'm looking into Allbirds, the shoes. 
I've, I've done some research. I say, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to buy some. Between me considering buying and actually buying, my the, the internet has not chosen to sh- show me ads, and then I buy it, and then the <laughs> internet says, you know what? I bet this guy wants to buy some Allbirds. And let me tell you, I have never been less likely to buy a pair of shoes than when I just bought them. Like, <laughs> I have literally no need. And I also have been getting Allbirds ads for months since I brought this up on the show. Um, it's a problem. And this happens with a lot of things, especially with Amazon. Like, I'll be searching different kinds of, I don't know, wire holders or some bullshit on Amazon. Finally choose some meaningless group of, like, 20 ways to organize my wires and equipment. And then suddenly I'm getting advertisements for different zip ties and Velcro contraptions to control my wires. And I've already bought them. This happens all the time. <laughs> Such a problem. <laughs> Um, I uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, And and then the other thing is like, there's certain social, so I don't use Facebook very much. And so I feel like Facebook is desperate for me to show them any interest at all. And, (laughs) and so I, I guess one time or every once in a while, some, some video related to video games will come up on my Facebook and maybe out of the pure nothingness going on in my brain, whenever I'm browsing Facebook, maybe I sat on that video of someone playing call of duty for, more than a couple seconds. And suddenly Facebook is just completely convinced that I am in love. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like video games, but I'm not like that big into watching other people play them. And that is all (laughs) that my Facebook is covered in right now is like, like, oh man, like look at us on Fortnite. We figured out a way to, to do bowling in the Fortnite. It's like, I don't, (laughs) I don't care. Stop showing this to me. Like, and it's, it's one of those cyclical things where it's like, because I watched it once, then they showed it to me ten times. And maybe I watched it two out of those ten ads, and they're like, oh yeah, we got him. He likes these <laughs> video game people. And so now they're showing me like hundreds. And I only watch like 1%, and that's by mistake half the time. And they're like, man, we got this guy, Just he just loves video games. And they're like, just pump him out. Send him some more. And I, <laughs> I'm so inundated with random people playing video games or advertising for their Twitch channel. I, I don't want to watch any of it. It is, yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. I hate this topic. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I, I also want to steer because cl- for me by far the worst part of it is the invasion of privacy um, mm-hmm. that 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 kind of thing literally keeps me up at night it, it, I find <laughs> yeah. it absolutely horrific it, it's one of my least favorite topics to ever think about so and, yeah. and it's far too serious and dark to talk <laughs> about on the show I just wanted to let people know that that, that is one of my biggest stressors of all time um, I'm, my, I'm like getting red in the face just thinking about it. So anyway, changing the subject, the actual ads themselves are garbage too. I, I get, I don't know, maybe it's cause I talk about it on the show a lot or because I, I guess probably part of it is because I, I actually do online shopping, but, um, I have been completely bombarded with clothing and shoe advertisements mm-hmm. for a really long time. Um, I get shoe advertisements a lot on Instagram and, and they're all like, <clears throat> it's all normal stuff. It's like Nike.com and yeah. the new Adidas release and stuff like that. But the clothing thing is super weird. The ads I get on Instagram, um, it's all normal clothes. It's all men's apparel, normal things, shorts, shirts, and pants and stuff yeah. like that. But it's from like companies that I've never, ever heard of. Yeah, the sh- the shoes are all well known brands, and the clothes are are like weird ass made up company names, <laughs> and like every single ad or company, I should say, their their advertisement says we're going out of business, like massive clearance going out of business sale, <laughs> and I none of them none of the products look good. But the photo, it looks like professional, I guess. It doesn't look like a scam. I know it is. I'm sure it is. But mm. it, it doesn't necessarily look like one. It's such a weird thing. Like, I don't want this shit that you're peddling. I've never yeah. heard of this brand before, which doesn't mean it's a, a bad thing at all. But it, it's, I just find it so weird that every day is like a new company that's going out of business trying to sell me their clothes online. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And an- another thing is, <laughs> so that's, I guess, normal. Snapchat <laughs> just beats me over the head with condom ads. <laughs> and yeah. Snapchat, I promise you, things are going well enough for me not to have a hinge binge today. They are not going that well. <laughs> I, I don't need I don't need six condom ads every time I open Snapchat. They're not th- things are, things aren't going that good for me. So I, I, I don't know what the deal is with that. But and and people I I mean obviously the joke here is is me. But the joke here is that these targeted ads are based on your Google searches. Yeah. I just like to point out to anyone that that's so quick to pull the trigger on that one that I know better than to just type anything related to that topic into Google. I mean, I'm an adult. Come on. I know the game, but I don't know. I find that I don't know where that's coming from. Maybe it's all the hinge discussion. Maybe it's all the Tinder conversation I do on the show and, and off the show. But, but for some reason, Snapchat is really big on the condom ads for me. Yeah. You know, Snapchat is actually a funny one because I feel like, Snapchat is the social media I use that's most targeted at a younger audience, and it seems like it's the most explicit with, like, it's, like, sex-related and, like, even alcohol-related ads for me. I've always found that really bizarre that, like, the most (laughs) inappropriate ads I get are easily from Snapchat, the social media that's mostly used by, like, high schoolers. (laughs) Well, it's because it's the worst, worst goddamn app. I yeah. mean, this is just Snapchat's just a piece of shit, and I'm saying it to it. I got my Snapchat open. I'm looking at the ads right now, just like just glaring it down, just calling it names to its face. I f-ing hate this app. I hate it, and I hate its shit ads. I hate the whole thing. Don't ever Snapchat me again. I'm, there's a couple of people that I like to Snapchat, like literally two or three. You, you're cool if you know who you are, but everyone else, I don't want to see you on here. Yeah, and and, and honestly. This is actually almost where I want to transition to, in some cases, it can actually be like a real dick move, the the types of ads that they do. For example, part of what inspired this was there, there's an article I read at some point recently. It, it was from some big newspaper, like a New York Times or a Washington Post or Wall Street Journal, like one of those. It was about like, something about like the human cost of targeted ads when they get it wrong and the example that they gave was like a was like a woman who's pregnant and maybe she's searching things related to the pregnancy and then google figures out exactly where she's at in the pregnancy and then it's like um like they like then maybe she has a miscarriage and so it's like oh that's sad and then but google is convinced like oh the baby must be three now send ads related to the age of this baby and so like how depressing is that like that's actually awful um, like just yeah, continue. Now we're transitioning them. back into what makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, let me transition you into something that's somewhat sad, but mostly funny. Uh, some people in the audience might know this. We've hinted at it, but I don't know if we've explicitly mentioned this. I used to vape and I, <laughs> um, if you listened to earlier episodes, you might even hear as one guest emailed in the electric hum of my jewel, just uh, tossing cotton. <laughs> And so at some point I decided to quit, which was a good decision. And, but what's funny though, is I don't know how all these social medias caught wind of the fact that I used to vape because suddenly it has been months since I have touched a vape and I'm like doing pretty good now, but you know, what's the biggest stumbling block for me is the freaking CDC sending me targeted ads telling me why I shouldn't vape. And that reminds me (laughs) of vaping. (laughs) like it's like it's such a bizarre thing where they're like uh this kid likes nicotine like we need to tell him how bad it is it's like no listen i already quit i'm past this (laughs) y'all are trying to and there's always so bad at advertising they're like look at this person vaping isn't it doesn't it look so unhealthy into into my chimp brain i look at that and i'm like (laughs) you know this is the first time vaping has appealed to me in weeks and they just keep (laughs) sending those ads to me and it's ridiculous it's like i don't know it's just as 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 smart as target ads seem to be in figuring out what you do have interest in or whatever they're comically bad at actually lining up when they should be sending some of those ads because it's just ridiculous 
Do you know the idea of uh, targeted shirts? I'm not sure. What explain that to me? It's basically the same thing as a targeted ad. It's it's computer generated ads to that that uh, it's done all done by a computer automatically, and it's photoshopped onto um, onto like advertisements and <clears throat> and you get them in targeted ads, but they're often really funny because they're all computer generated, like. Sorry, I'm a spoiled wife, but not yours. I'm the property of a freaking awesome grumpy husband. He's a bit crazy and scares me sometimes, but he knows more than he says, thinks more than he speaks, and notices more than you realize. But he loves me so much, and if you mess with me, the beast in him will awake, and they'll never find your body. I'm just reading examples. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've, I'm I've a lover. I'm a crazy ass mother. <laughs> Incredible. It, it's 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 funny because it it brings up like the really funny aspect of targeted ads. I'm trying to find a good example. Let me, but it's let me, like the other funny aspect to me. Uh, maybe as you continue searching for this, but the, the other funny example to me is when I'm on Twitter, and Twitter allows people to promote any tweet they want. God, yeah, I've seen some real stinkers. <laughs> and so there's some people who, I don't know why, but it's just the lamest or most nonsensical tweet you've ever seen in your life. And then it's in my timeline because either they or some company randomly promoted it. And some of them, it's not even that they're bad or unfunny or anything it's like they're just nothing like it's a complete waste of my time it's not even like worth getting mad at it's like why am i seeing this right and you just like <clears throat> i don't know if you're aware of this but at least twi- twitter is actually pretty transparent about why you're seeing ads because you can look you can like click the options and click on like why am i seeing this ad and they will tell you like exactly what criteria um like the advertiser filled out it'll say like looking for either male or female or both like within the range of ages like 18 to 33 and then it's like with an interest in dot 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 and so like sometimes it's an interest in gaming or politics or whatever i don't know how they figure that out but a lot of them are just or or and then it's like location like in texas or in america it's just hilarious to me some of these tweets that i'll see that are just it's like someone's idea of what an insightful thought is it's like don't don't you hate when 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 your guitar doesn't play and then it's like, that's the entire tweet. That is actually more, I couldn't come up with something <laughs> on unco- Like that's more coherent than things I've seen. And, and, and that may sound crazy, but like, and then I click on, it's like, we're looking for males in America ages 18 to 25. I'm like, I guess I fit in that. Like, but why? <laughs> I don't understand that. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I found, I found a few, <laughs> I found a few examples. I mean, a lot of these are not, um, a lot of these are not real. Um, but a lot of them, I'm trying to find ones that are real. Here's an example of someone, something that is actually real, or if it's not real, it approximates something so close to being real that it, it, it's an exact replica of what you might actually see. Yeah. I'm a forklift operator because very few are able and willing to do the hard work and the rest just see the end result and think it's easy. Or uh, there, there's the the fake ones are, are absolutely hilarious. <laughs> okay, this one is a photo of someone in it. This is not a photo of a shirt. This is a photo of a person wearing a shirt. So I I don't believe it's photoshopped. It looks very real. It's like a person in a crowd and and they're they, they're taking a picture of a stranger behind their back. It's a picture of the American flag and the shirt says "Stop my flag! I'll eat your ass." <laughs> So, so anyway, so there's one, these are all fine and good. The the real ones are all fine and good, but the, the best ones are the ones where the computer created a shirt based on search results alone. And the computer didn't, um, it was basically just copying and pasting, um, words together to make a shirt and then put it in the advertisement. So you end up with some really, really horrible combinations that obviously no one would buy. I mean, if you would, you'd buy it as a joke and you end up with things like, um, I'm just a big fan of adult diapers or like something like something like that based on, based on Google searches alone. 
um, that that has no like it makes a horrible shirt if that makes any sense yeah it does and I think that's that's probably the funniest part of this to me this this targeted ad thing is when it it goes wrong because you just it's you're just getting a robot to do everything yeah I I, I only I the, the scary thing about this topic is I only imagine that the AI behind this will only get smarter and scarier in the future so it's fun to laugh while we can I'll just I'll just right. end with that <laughs> right what a what a what a sad ending um another another one would be like keep calm and have an abortion or something like that <laughs> oh like like i actually have seen shirts that were generated to say things like that bad uh by robots <laughs> that's terrible anyway um i'm here to talk today about um something that that came up in my life a long time ago uh by that i mean god it's only been like a month and a half it feels like it's been a decade but um i want to talk about the proper seating etiquette when you go to a hibachi restaurant (laughs) so when you go to a hibachi restaurant paul I, i don't know how often you eat hibachi is it frequently Zach, I, I've got to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever had hibachi. Um, you're missing out. It is actually it's it's a good experience. It's a lot of fun, and the food is is always. Or I believe it. Part, I've always, wanted really to. Good. I, I just don't think I've ever experienced it. Here's the deal. You're gonna come over to my apartment when we're allowed to do that again. You're gonna take some photos of me for <laughs> my profile per Brenner's request, <laughs> and then we're going to uh, we're gonna go out to eat at a hibachi restaurant. Perfect. I'm looking forward um, to it, honestly. So so this may be maybe a more one-sided conversation. Um, do you, do you know what a, a hibachi restaurant looks like? Can you yeah. Picture? Yeah. I've, I've got an okay. idea. I've seen the office, for example, there's some episodes. Of a hibachi <laughs> restaurant. Um, so for those of you unaware, uh, the hibachi restaurant has a griddle in the middle and, and there's like kind of a bar around the griddle on three sides where seating is. And you sit around the griddle as the chef cooks for you. Um, so last time I went to a hibachi restaurant, I was in Boston for work and, um, this was in March. And as soon as I walked in, I was with an, another guy, I was with one of my coworkers and they told me and the one other guy I was with to sit immediately adjacent to a family of three. So there's probably a dozen seats. There's probably four seats on each of the three sides of the hibachi, uh, griddle. Mm-hmm. And the family of uh, three is on a corner. So it's two people and then the dad is on the around the corner. And they tell, they tell me and my friend to sit immediately next to the dad so that there's five people crammed together one-on-one-on-one on one on one, all on one corner of the grill. <laughs> and no one else shows up to sit here. So obviously the reason they do that is so that they can, um, you know, if you want to cram as many people as possible onto one grill, uh, just for maximum efficiency, right? You don't want to have five chefs cooking at once for two people at a time per table, you know? So they wanted to cram as many people as possible. So they tell us to sit immediately next to this dad. Um, but it turns out that no one else shows up. So it's just us five in a row and me and this dude are just encroaching on a family's dinner. (laughs) And I feel very bad for the family. So eventually we spread out because, um, it just, it felt uncomfortable and, and we move a couple seats down, give them some space. But I also felt bad for the chef because now I feel like he has to put on a show and provide food to a more sparse crowd. It's yeah. probably easier to focus his attention on an individual cluster of, of diners. But yeah. when they're spread out like we were, I, f- I feel like, I don't know if it makes things m- considerably more difficult. But at the time, the calculus was, it, I am making the family more uncomfortable by being this close than I am making the chef uncomfortable by spreading this far apart. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that checks out. That was my thought at the time. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on how you would handle this situation. Um, first of all, do you think it's ever okay for the restaurant to specify exactly which seat should be taken? Because uh, I understand wanting to fit a, a, a maximum amount of people at one grill, but um, do you think it's acceptable for the, the restaurant to specify 
that I and my friend must take these two seats and these two seats alone? I I understand why they recommend, but I feel like in terms of etiquette, I think it is perfectly acceptable to say, to request a move. I, I, I think that that's acceptable. At, at least like a few down to, to create some space. Um, especially now that we're all certified germaphobes, frankly. The, the, the idea <laughs> right. of being next to a stranger makes me want to vomit everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I know this isn't... I know this isn't um, logistically feasible, but I feel like the job of choosing seats for the diners is best suited not for the waiter or for the hostess or host or, or whatever, but for the uh, for the chef, for the chef yeah. themselves. Maybe he or she wants a challenge today. Maybe he or she wants to flip, flip the shrimp to both corners of the table rather than to just one group of people, you know, or maybe not. But I feel like the chef has has ultimate should have ultimate say in that call. This is interesting. Having not been there, this con- this concept that they they would have a preference of where they're flipping their shrimp is so foreign to me because I have no idea what you're describing. <laughs> uh, they like uh, this is a frequent trick. I, I don't know if they all do it, but almost all of them do it. Is if anyone orders shrimp, uh, one one common thing they'll do is they'll throw a few extra on the grill and then they'll like literally toss you uh, a cooked shrimp everyone at the table, a cooked shrimp or a cooked ball of rice that they've kind of clumped together and you catch it in your mouth. Interesting. That um, sounds kind of fun. It, it's, it's incredibly fun. It's so fun. It's so fun because, and, and here's the thing that let Paul, let me, let me spin this tale for you a little bit because this may change your perspective because it, it's not really like we weren't especially, um, encroaching on the privacy of the family. When you dine at hibachi, it's a community experience, right? Mm-hmm. You're all sitting at the same table. We were conversating with these. That's not a word. It's conversing. Correction. It is a word. <laughs> we were conversing with this family the whole time. It wasn't like we kind of awkwardly shuffled two seats over um, after sitting in silence. No, we were talking to them. Then we moved and then we continued to talk to them. And and as the chef is flip, flipping rice or shrimp into your mouth, you know, he's going down the line of diners. And so as the person on the end catches it, everyone else cheers. And then, you know, he goes to the next person, everyone else cheers. And if somebody misses it and everyone goes, oh, try again, you know, it's it's a whole yeah. community experience. So it's less of an issue that we're sitting close as compared to a normal restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. That makes sense. So uh, that my first question is, can they specify where to sit? So my point is, I think the chef ought to be the one who makes that call. Second, yeah. I think you've already answered it. Were we in the wrong for moving at all? Or was the family in the wrong for being uncomfortable, assuming they were uncomfortable for us being close to them? I mean, did, did they seem visibly uncomfortable? No. No. <laughs> okay. They seemed visibly relieved once we scooted over. I mean, <laughs> again, we were talking to them. It wasn't like we were strangers, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean... Boy, I, I mean, obviously, I am I'm weighing in here as someone who's never experienced hibachi, so can't really speak. It's almost more helpful for this particular experience. question. My, my suspicion is, based on what you're describing of the hibachi grill, you shouldn't be upset when someone is placed right next to you because it sounds like that's the experience you're going for. I mean, right. like, I, I don't know, like. I don't know, it sounds similar to me of like if you're on a roller coaster being disappointed that someone was pulling the ride next to you. It's like, no, like you can't have the whole roller coaster to yourself. Like someone gets to sit next to you. Like that's how it right. goes. Like it right. seems kind of like that where it's like if you're looking for a private, like more secluded restaurant experience where it's like you, you aren't um, next to people or having to interact with them, then you wouldn't have sat – you wouldn't have gone to Hibachi. It's, it's kind of like, for example – when I've gone to restaurant bars, like it's it, because it seems like a literally physically similar situation. When you're at the bar at a restaurant, it's kind of understood that it isn't weird if someone else at the restaurant bar talks to you. Right. Um, or just a normal this bar is... in general. If, if, but if, at a restaurant, if you don't want people to talk to you, then you get your own table because then it would be weird if all the time <laughs> people from other tables were coming up to you and being like, so what brings you guys here? Like that would be just weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. To me, this is the situation. This is how I see the hibachi situation. Situation. I want to see if you agree. This is like when you um, have a window seat in an airplane, 
then somebody comes and sits in the aisle seat, uh, sorry, in the middle seat of the airplane. And then the airplane, uh, they're like, okay, uh, you know, we're ready to take off. And they, they start to start to take off and no one else can get on the plane anymore. And then you realize the aisle seat is open. Yeah. Prior to this point, you have no right to be angry at this person for sitting in their middle seat. After this point, they absolutely should scoot over into the aisle yeah. seat and leave a middle seat between you two. That's there's there's a cutoff between when it is okay to move and be angry and when it's not. Oh, agreed. I think that's a fantastic comparison because it seems to me like the, the understanding is the restaurant placed you there because there might be more people coming and so they shouldn't have been upset with you for sitting there it's a normal thing but once it's clear that there's going to be more space i think it's completely reasonable to to request to move and to move just because there's a certain understanding with strangers that you keep usually like a spot between you <laughs> right I, I will i mean that that's kind of all all the rant i had um it's it's not especially passionate but it was kind of an interesting quandary that i was faced with i thought i'd discuss it on the show get your thoughts um mm-hmm. In the end, I had a lot of fun. I had a great time. Uh, the food was great. I made an excellent joke that did not get the traction it deserved. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and give it a bit of a retry on the air oh, today. And, nice. and if you don't laugh, I'm just going to pull out that you had to be there. But <laughs> there's a family of three, and there was a kid in the family who was like eight years old. His name was also Zach. I had a cute bit where I was like, do you spell it with an H or a K? He said H. I said, that's the only right way to do it. That's my man. And it went. It was very adorable. It went well. It's adorable. Um. The chef, and I've never seen this before, but it, I think it's a common thing um, at hibachi places, but I, I just not in my experience. The chef had a condiment bottle, like a ketchup bottle type thing, squeeze bottle, filled with sake. And mm-hmm. he'd uh, stand back and he'd spray it into your mouth from a distance, like a water gun. And you'd, catch, and you'd you know, catch it and swallow it. And he, and he would like continue to spray it until you were, you were basically done. So you could have like a, effectively an infinite amount of, of sake if you can swallow fast enough. Um, <laughs> and I, tra- I challenged him on that. I, um, this is an aside, but I got so drunk that I passed out on the floor of my hotel room and threw up on myself. <laughs> so um, that was a rough night in Boston. I'm not proud of it. And the beginning of that adventure was the sake. But um, that's not the joke, despite how funny that is. Uh, <laughs> So he was going around the table and the kid, Zach, sat on the end. And he was going around the table, um, squirting sake and people were taking shots. And then he gets all the way to the kid and he's like, do you want, do you want some alcohol to the kid? And obviously he wasn't going to give him sake, but um, everyone else, we're joking, we're laughing, having a good time. And the kid is like shaking his head no. He's like, I don't want it. No, thank you. And the dad's like, come on, you're not going to drink tonight? And I said, hey, take it easy on him. He's driving. And nobody laughed. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's, that's, that's excellent content. That's the funniest thing I'm going to say all night. He's eight years old. Of course he's not driving or drinking. It's hilarious. Um, but nobody laughed. And, and uh, I was very upset by that. So uh, your I fake laughter is very appreciated. I, I, I think it's funny. I also, granted, it's funny. I would have laughed at it in person, especially since I know you. That's a very you joke. Uh, I find it especially <laughs> hilarious, like the the bonus laughter is resulting from that you remembered this and thought this was a good joke. I'm gonna run this by a different audience <laughs> and see how it goes. <laughs> because it's so good, and it, I can't believe they didn't laugh. It's so funny. I had built such a good rapport up with that family, all dining, all the entire dining experience. I was joking about the son's name. I was getting a lot of like cute laughs out of the kid. The the mom was like in the the jokes I was spitting. The dad and I were having a great time talking about hit the last time he went to a hibachi and uh, the girl had too much sake, which was the girl he was like a girl he was with from work had too much sake, which was kind of foreshadowing for my night. But (laughs) so I was doing, I was hot. I was spitting fire. And then all of a sudden I dropped that bomb and not a chuckle. Frustrating. (laughs) Incredible. That's the real rant is is how they should have laughed at that. Um, maybe I was too far away, two seats away. They couldn't hear me anymore. Mm. That's my, that's the end of my, uh, my hibachi rant. (laughs) 
I feel like I've learned a lot. Now, frankly, you're you're making for one, you're making me hungry. Like I, I've already eaten dinner, but I'm already hungry again. Uh, but for yeah. two, you're making me want to specifically experience hibachi now. I feel like that sounds pretty fun. We'll we'll do it. It's it's a great time. We really should. I'd enjoy that a lot. Let's do a random rant. Yes, let's. Um, I get number twelve. <laughs> uh, so number twelve is apparently uh, it was submitted by Brandon. Um, his rant, uh, his his rant is being buried in a casket, which I don't know if I, I it's never <laughs> happened to me before, so I don't know if I have too much experience. <laughs> Paul, have you ever been buried in a casket before? No, no, I have not. I was uh, I was cremated once, <laughs> and uh, that was kind of nice. Yeah, I was into it. I think it's I've been more buried, but just not in a casket. Right, uh, right. Well, come on, who hasn't, right? <laughs> I is, is, does he mean like as opposed to being cremated or like whether you have an open casket? <laughs> like what direction is he going here? Um, I, well That's a good point is I think if you if you have an open casket funeral, you're not allowed to close the casket. That's got to be an open casket burial too. <laughs> it should be that way. That's just that's just natural. Do you ever think about how odd it is having an open casket funeral? Like the idea that there is technically a deca- like a decomposing decaying body just hanging out. Like I, I, Anytime I, I, get- <laughs> I hear the term open casket, I think that <laughs> it's like it's so frankly, I, and this speaks to the fortune I've experienced in my life. It's been a while since I've been to a funeral. Um, and it's especially been a while since I've been to an open casket funeral. Like, I was probably a kid last time that happened. Um, but I I just seem to remember, like, the entire concept that, like, the person at the morgue, or maybe not the morgue, wherever, there is someone whose job it is to dress up this body and, like, make it look not dead. And that's just mortician. kind of... Yeah, yeah, mortician. That's just kind of bizarre to me. Um, it's super know. weird, yeah. <laughs> Paul, what's a give me give me a guess? I'm browsing Amazon of all places <laughs> right now. Give me a guess on how much you think the average casket costs. I'm talking like traditional wood, um, the kind that you see in in movies where like half of it can open for an open casket funeral. So you see the upper half of the oh person's boy. body. It's got handles for the pallbearers. Your very traditional casket wood. I, you know, I'm under the impression from numerous sad stories I've read before that they're more expensive than you expect them to be. <laughs> um, right. I'm, I'm going to say $1,200. That is a very, very good guess. Um, I'm looking at one right now that's uh, $1,200. The full wow. brush copper with heritage bronze, bronze finish 18 gauge casket coffin by overnight caskets is exactly twelve hundred dollars it's got four star review wait wait overnight (laughs) who's like man we got this body we gotta bury it in the morning like who could ship it to us overnight like (laughs) i don't know twelve hundred twelve hundred dollars is a very good guess i'd say on average they're about a thousand to eleven hundred on average okay but twelve hundred is an excellent guess i want to I'm really curious. We're going to take a dive here. I want to see what these reviews for caskets are going to say. <laughs> oh my God. What? Amazon customer on October 2nd, 2018 gives this a five star review. Comfy. No complaints from grandma yet. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no, that's like that's like every single goddamn review is that. You get a new joke. <laughs> oh my god, this this sucks. I, I I thought this was funny. I'm now taking back my laughter. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight reviews, and I think at least let's see, eight reviews. One, two. Three, four, five of them are the grandma joke. So <laughs> that sucks. I mean, you know, not not trying to get like too dark here, but like, <laughs> I, 
caskets are a funny thing where it's, I, I, on the one hand, it's like, do you care about this por- person? Like, of course you're going to spend a bunch of money. Like, this is the last thing you'll ever do for them is this casket. But on the other hand, let's be honest. They're dead. They don't care whether there's copper or bronze crusted on their casket. And it's about to right. be in the ground, hopefully forever. I'm hoping it doesn't come back up. Um, <laughs> and, and so, like, it, it is a little bizarre to me that caskets cost as much as they do. Because just from a wood perspective, I feel like getting some planks of wood, maybe they're like eight feet long or so because we're assuming this person's no more than like six or six and a half feet just nailing them together i feel like you can get that done pretty well um i i don't i don't know i, I guess you got to have the nice handles to, to lower them smooth and like danny devito said in uh it's always sunny when i die just throw me in the trash <laughs> like i don't care man i'm dead Man, this this episode's getting real existential real quick. So a lot of these reviews, I'm still perusing the reviews. Most of them are this bullshit grandma joke just repeated over and over and over and over again. It's like just dozens of these stupid-ass reviews. But here's a pretty funny joke that's that's unique. Such a good deal. Found this while looking for nursing homes, and I couldn't pass up the price. So I feel like that kind of... That there's like more there's more subtlety to that joke that I like, uh, or maybe worst of all, it's not a joke. Um, can't wait to put it to use. Okay, Alonzo, Jesus. <laughs> when my mom was buried, she was she was so squished, we had to take her arms off and lay them on top of her body. <laughs> really ridiculous she should have she should have been able to fit 23 people found this helpful (laughs) incredible oh my god okay this is well hang on let me let me peruse this to make sure it's funny before i read this one on the show (laughs) okay no, this review sucks. Never mind. It started so promising. Uh, I'm out. I'm out on casket reviews. You know, frankly, frankly, what what is coming to mind for me is that, like, for all the the TV shows and movies, for them to have authentic looking caskets or coffins, are they really having to spend a thousand dollars per pop to to just have like their cheap little vampire movie like that? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that, got to be nothing, though. I mean, that's nothing. I guess for yeah for it's a movie just production. it just feels expensive to be like here's a wooden bed. Like you can get a real mattress for cheaper than a casket. <laughs> <laughs> like a real good mattress. <laughs> right. And that's that was an interesting topic. Jeez. Um. <laughs> I have <laughs> no idea if that's even what he intended for us, but that's certainly the direction. We Frankly, went. I don't care. Because that I I that was that was pretty funny actually I, I like that one. Um. I guess I guess I'll go for my uh, my positive rant now. Okay. Um. I. This is gonna just really not hold a candle. It's not gonna it's not gonna make any headway against the topic of death um, <laughs> that we were just discussing. But it's a little thing. Um. I'll keep it short. To me, there is nothing quite like removing your notifications. Hmm. When I get an email at work, I immediately open it, get that little number out of there. I have zero unread emails. My inbox is immaculate because that's just how I stay organized. It's just how my brain works. I got to do it or else it's going to just infuriate me and I can't get anything done. I have to have a, a pristine inbox. Um. But the, my phone is the, the big kicker. Um, mm. I don't, I don't update my hardware on my phone. Obviously, I have an iPhone six. Sounds like. But I don't update the software either. Mm. So, I I'm still rocking like a years old software for my <laughs> iPhone. So I have a constant red number in the settings app to install iOS thirteen point four point one. I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. As bad as I want that notification to go away, I'm not going to do it. But 
when you have a clean phone and you get rid of all the text messages and you respond to everyone and you open the Snapchats and you, you know, delete all the hinge matches or respond to them or whatever, like that is just a sublime feeling. Hmm. And, uh, hinge has been killing me lately with notifications. Not because, not because I'm doing especially well, but because the hinge ones stick around. They don't, they don't disappear easily. Um, so they just stack up. Um, it's not when you open the the message, it doesn't go away. It stay the notification stays yeah. there. So when I clear out Hinge, I feel like a new man. <laughs> um, but every once in a while, I just decide, all right, it's time to cut my losses. I'm gonna hide the people that I, I haven't been talking to, get those notifications out of there. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know either finally like say respond to a like or delete a like and get that mess notification out of there. I'm going to open my emails and my finally text back these people I've been ignoring despite constantly tweeting for the last 12 hours. I haven't texted these people back in three days. <laughs> like I'm going to finally do all this shit. And, and when I do, it just feels so great. I, it's one of um, the, my most simple pleasures. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, it's not a life changing thing, but it makes me feel pretty good when I do it. Yeah. And uh, that's what this is about today. Interesting. You know, so I'm for, I feel that way, but only selectively about certain accounts. I've almost, I guess I've trained my brain to not care about, for, for example, my personal email, and I also have like a second email, that's more of a junk email. I don't really care that much um, that, that the number of emails goes up because the, I, I look at every email, but I don't, some of them I don't open because I know that they're just garbage. Um, however, for some reason, specifically about my work email, maybe this speaks to my mindset in life broadly about like work versus personal. I feel the need <laughs> to, to open every single work email so that I never, so, so that the number, like if my work email displays a badge of like, like three, I know that I have three unopened work emails I need to look at. Like, like, uh, that that badge actually serves a purpose for my work email, whereas I don't really care as much for my personal one. I don't right. know. And then it's funny because I, I feel like I don't have much place to talk in terms of like because of my personal email being literally in the thousands and I just don't care and a lot of other accounts like apps I don't care. But like my messages, it gives me anxiety when I see other people have like 300 unread messages, which first of oh all, my God, yeah. if they were post that, I'm like – we get it. Like you're popular. We get it. <laughs> all right. Con- all right. Congrats. <laughs> but also like for me, I feel the need to address texts almost immediately. Like I, I'm either responding or deciding that I'm not going to be responding pretty quickly. Um, just because I, 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 and I guess sometimes I'm also delaying, but I feel the need to at least read it so that any, t- again, like I said, so that that number means something. Uh, on the on the text messages one, um, right? I don't know. That's interesting. It is satisfying though when you get that to zero though. You're right. That's just a a little thing that I encounter. You can go ahead, Paul. That's all I had to say. Yeah, um, I I don't have much to say, which is probably for the best because we've 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 gone for a while on some of these topics. But this is just an yeah. extension of something I mentioned in my negative rant, which is that. Uh, I have been clean from nicotine for several months now, and I just want to say it's kind of nice. Hey, congrats. Thank you. Uh, genuinely, it's nice to... And great, great, I was vaping, so there was as much like health pressure as there is with like cigarettes, where it's like, mm, you're going to die. Uh, I mean, I'm, maybe I was going <laughs> to die. Maybe I still am. Who knows? But like, <laughs> it's at least like moderately healthier than cigarettes. But like, it's still like... it. It's Being addicted is never fun. And it was also expensive. And so I'm genuinely, it is nice to have gotten past that point other than when the Center for Disease Control reminds me or all these other anti-vaping ads remind me (laughs) that vaping is nice unintentionally. Uh, (laughs) uh, Other than those, it's it's not really an issue anymore. And I I just wanted to bring up briefly that that's kind of nice and I'm happy to have gotten past that. Good for you, man. That's great. Thank you. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Just wanted to, to brag to, to all of you on this show. That's a good thing to brag about. <laughs> Thank you. I um, appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, before we go, I'd just like to point out that Lunar Collections Company is sad to announce they're closing their collection. Shop <laughs> huge discounts before our collection is gone. 
and they just got some some t-shirts with a spaceship on it. <laughs> you, but where so there else you go, will everyone. you get that, Zach? Um, <laughs> what? I said, where else? Where else will you even get that? Though that's that right. sounds like a right. prized collection. Only lunar collections. So prized that. that they weren't able to sell enough to stay in business. <laughs> um. Um, thank you for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and Overcast every other Monday. Please uh, consider subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. We're on uh, Twitter at NotAllBadShow, and you can email us at NotAllBadShow at gmail.com, especially if you want to submit a random rant idea by uh, shooting an email with random rant idea as a subject line. Um, if you like the show today, uh, tell your friends about it. Uh, we'd love to, to have more people on board, and, uh, and uh, it'd mean a lot if you, could, if you could tell people about it. Uh, all our friends already listen, so we're <laughs> counting on you. Please do. Um, yeah. Other than that, thank you for joining us. It has been a wild ride here to get to the big 4-0, but we're uh, so happy to have made it, and it's thanks to you. Um, not really. You guys haven't done anything. It's all me and Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> uh, your, your, your ratings and reviews have meant a lot, and so have you telling your friends, and especially you guys uh, communicating with us on Twitter, email, and sending your random rant ideas in. Um, 40 is a crazy number to get to. So, um, And I'm going to say that... Every, probably every, uh, at least every multiple of five, just FYI for the yeah, foreseeable oh future. <laughs> but um, thanks again. Um, and this has been episode 40. I'm Zach Andrews. I'm Paul Messman. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. <laughs>